Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. You have found The Horror Returns. For all of you who delight in dread fantasize about fear and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. Based on listener feedback, we do include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so with an alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn it off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have all already seen the classic film, so there will often be spoilers when discussing anything that has been out for at least a year. The other thing that we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be too. I'm Lance, and with me as always are my co-hosts uh, Brian and Philip. How's it going, guys? Oh, going pretty good. Pretty good, man. What's up? Well, what's up is I think we should start with the uh, cool of the week. What do you guys think? Let's Sounds do it. Plan. Brian, what's the coolest thing you've seen this week, buddy? Oh, the the debut episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2. Awesome. How's that? Yes. Oh, it, it's continuing where um, Season 1 left off, you know. It's Ash, I gotta get into that one. Ash kicking some ass in the, in the show. Love it. Although it's going to freak me it? out because I, I binge watched the whole first season. So, yeah, I did the first season, but I <laughs> cool. may have a hard time just watching one episode at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of hard because they're only 30 minute episodes and, you know, it's, just, yeah. it's such a great show. You want more. So it's, uh, yeah, I could, I could see where you're saying it's kind of hard, but um, I, might, I might just wait. Yeah, this, um, this season here, I've, I've actually, I've actually seen the first one too. He starts off in, uh, in Jacksonville, but he gets he gets yanked he gets yanked out of there pretty quickly, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about uh, Lucy Lawless's character? Do you guys trust her or not? Without giving anything away, for me, it's kind of hard based on what she did in the first season. We, you know, we'll we'll see where this where the season will go. Yeah, and I, I'm uh, from what I'm understanding. Um, the actress that played uh, <clears throat> Ash's uh, sister from the original movie is going to uh, sometimes show up in the show. Oh wow! Oh yeah. man, thank thanks for thanks for the spoiler, Brian. Well, it was put out there on, <laughs> on the interwebs, so <laughs> okay. Fair game, then, huh? 
Yeah. Cool. What about hey Phil? What you what did you check out this week, man? Uh, you know what? I watched um after I was finished with a uh, Phantasm. I was trying to show my kids something other something other than that that was still kind of classic. Right. And uh, we watched we watched Predator, and it was oh, awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you know Arnold was kind of my hero growing up, so I wanted to to show the kiddos that. They weren't as interested as I expected them to be. <laughs> oh, in, in Predator? But, yeah, but they were hanging on every second of Phantasm. It was crazy. Oh, wow. There's no yeah. no accounting for taste with children, huh? Yeah, are you are you guys looking forward to the Shane Black uh, sequel? I am. Of Predator? But yeah, his, it's going to be a direct sequel to the oh, first one. That's cool. No. I haven't known. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm, da- I'm down with it, dude. Especially if uh, Adrian Brody doesn't show up. I think they I think they might be uh, retconning uh, that and uh, the Danny Glover one. Uh, I had I had a feeling they might, you know, kind of hitting the reset button a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they sort of. Had I, to. I like the I like the Danny Glover one too. See, Predator is one of the few of them where they can keep churning out sequels, and I'll keep go watching, going to watch them. So, uh, for you, Predator was pretty cool. For the kids, it was sort of like, uh, eh, it was just kind of yeah, on, yeah. They All lost right. interest. Well, you know, it's it's there's there's not a bunch of action happening right from the get go, so it's uh, didn't exactly hold a six year old's attention. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of a slow burn, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I checked out uh, my cool of the week is a uh, little TV show that I just finished up the second uh, season called Mr. Robot. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those shows that uh, you kind of wonder why you stick around with it because it really yeah I mean, it's it's really awesome when it's kind of like it reminds me a little bit of that vibe from Lost when you were like just hanging on every, you know, every episode and couldn't wait to see what was going to happen in the next one. And, you know, what are, what are they going to think of next? How are they going to fuck with our minds next? Um, yeah, but it is already just two seasons in, uh, in my estimation, it looks like it's already kind of getting to that point like lost did where they're like asking way too many questions that there's no way they can tie them all up in any kind of satisfactory way. I got you. Yeah, so it's almost like they have too many loose threads dangling out there. Now, if they're able to pull them all together, my hat's off to them. But, uh, I mean, one thing's for sure, it's it's definitely an interesting watch. And I think it's only like uh, 10, 10 episodes a season. So, you know, it it's a good it's a good little show to get into if you want to have your, your mind fucked with a little bit. Yeah, my dad's been telling me about that one forever. I still haven't seen it. I might check it out. Have you seen it, Brian? I am... Uh... I got two more episodes before I'm finished with the first season. You got a ways to go, then, buddy. Yeah, I like it, but it, you know, it's not something I. It's not one of my go-to shows that I gotta finish. But well, I'm, I, I'm getting there. It sounds like that weird-looking kid is about to get uh pretty big in Hollywood. So, uh, yeah, he actually his, he actually just won a uh, won an Emmy Award for Best Actor. Oh, for, for Miss Robot? Absolutely. Yep. Wow! Okay. He sure did. Well, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's going places, and this is going to be you know where he starts from. Yeah, I've seen him do bit parts here and there. Um, he was uh, like he's usually like a background player in a lot of movies. Um, yeah, he was in Short Term Twelve. He had kind of a bigger role in that one, which was the Brie Larson movie that was really good. 
Yeah, he's um, he's definitely making a name for himself with this. There's no doubt. Yeah, he was in the running to be the uh, the young Han Solo in, in really? the Star Wars. Yeah. Huh? Did you know that? I Brian? don't think that. I don't think they uh, chose. Th- it. They, they went another direction, but yeah, I, I heard about that. Uh, a lot of their choices for that role, I didn't understand. I'm not sold on that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, uh, as with every show, guys, you know what time it is. It's time to take a little trip down to the trailer park. Yeehaw! We take a look at the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first new trailer to talk about this week? Okay, the first one we're going to get to is another Blumhouse production. Oh, boy. It is the directorial debut of Jordan Peele, and it is Get Out. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to take the ball and run with this one? (laughs) Wait, Jordan Peele, is that like he and Peele? He and Peele, yes, sir. This is also written by Jordan Peele. This doesn't look very comedic. <laughs> it looks a little heavy-handed to me, guys. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, all this political correctness and uh, whoo! I don't, I don't know how to how to take this one. I'm, I'm going to leave this one up to you guys. Yeah, from what I understand, him and uh, him and uh, Key are kind of taking a break from the the duo thing, and yeah. I think this is him trying to get into other things. But um. <laughs> It, this one looks like it has a lot of creepy elements in it, but you know, I'm kind of a lot of the racial <laughs> subjects in the movie kind of uh, turn me away from it. It's kind of something. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it, but I'm not. I'm not rushing out to the theater to watch it. If we don't let the shit go, it's never going to get any better. So, uh, I, I'm, I can't say that I'm in favor of a movie that uh, is based around racism. Maybe if this movie came out at a different time. Yeah, but right now, with everything being so hot, with the yeah, it's but there, it's, but it's, it's a subject I try to steer clear of. <laughs> yeah, the, but there are but there are some elements in it, like the the scene where he's clearly being hypnotized, and you know he's kind of going through some things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 kind of intrigues me, and. Uh, I believe the actress uh, Catherine Keener. She's uh, probably the most recognizable to me. Yeah, she um, was. She was the main one I recognized from. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it being John Malkovich? She was the real bitch in that one. You, you guys remember that role? Yeah, and I also remember <laughs> her from Forty uh, Year Forty Year Old Virgin. I believe it was. Oh man, she's she's been around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, relatively. To me, unknown cast. I didn't recognize a lot of a lot of the actors, actresses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, eventually one oh. day I'll check it out. But I'm not like I said. I'm not rushing to the theater. Yeah, yeah, I may catch it and watch it. I mean, it looks interesting. It's just I think the right. the, the the racism card seems to be played an awful lot in this one when it's kind of not necessary. Yeah, it seemed like kind of an updated version of the Stepford Wives or something, but like in a. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A, a white douchebag sense. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> okay, Damn moving man. on to uh, yeah, we're gonna move on to a trailer. When I messaged Lance about this movie, he was going crazy. This is his 
most anticipated movie. It is Power Rangers. <laughs> Power Rangers? You asshole. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> this one is uh, directed by Dean Israelite and starring <laughs> pretty much an unknown cast. <laughs> Wait a minute. Power Rangers, unknown cast? Are you yeah, this is a, uh, to mention the the villains? More like a uh, like a real superhero movie. It, it kind of looks yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I was going to get to the main actors in this, but, but as far as uh, the actual Power Rangers, it is a, a young, from what I'm read, a, a young up and coming uh, cast here. But right, it does yeah. start. It does start Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks. Oh yeah, I was going to say that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the young, the young up and coming cast could be a good thing, you know. We don't have any preconceived notions of, um, you know, the Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, the Yellow Ranger, the Green Ranger, you know, all those yeah. people we loved so much when our kids watched it in the nineties, and we fucking hated it. But uh, I may be a little older than you guys, so. <laughs> uh, my my brother and sister, I'm I'm a little older than the than the Power Ranger age because when I when I first saw the Power Rangers come out, I was thinking, what is this? Voltron ripoff doing on my TV, <laughs> but uh, no, my my little brother and sister who are you know five and ten years younger than I am are uh, uh they they were right in that age to watch it and and they love the Power Rangers growing up and I know that right now you know Power Rangers Pokemon it's it's all kind of coming back right and uh, and that age that grew up with it. Is now hitting the age where they're, you know, making money and and being the the go-to demographic for movies and TV and all that. So I think that this movie's going to do well. And it, like I said from the preview, it kind of looks cool. Cool. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't uh, watch basically anything that has to do Power Rangers. I, I'm fam- familiar with it from seeing it on TV here and there. But it looks like they completely went a total different direction than the show. Yeah, which if they went the direction of the show, I don't. We wouldn't even be talking about this trailer right now. Yeah, that's very true. So and it's a I am a complete complete reimagining, huh? I'm a complete fan of uh, Elizabeth Banks, mm-hmm. and I'm interested to see how she does it as the villain in this one. Yeah, right? I don't think she's done anything that I don't like. Like I liked her in in Pitch Perfect. When she was one of the judges, I thought she was fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, she was good in that. Didn't she direct that movie, Pitch Perfect too? Uh, I yeah, believe, I she, yeah, the second. <laughs> I think she did. Man. Oh wow! <laughs> um, Every time be... I come home, I swear to God, my wife's got one of those on. <laughs> hey guys, how how uh, how how uh, much of a dirty old man should I be feeling like right now that I'm thinking the Pink Ranger looks kind of hot? <laughs> Uh, hold on, let me check the birthday here before we decide whether that gets edited out of the podcast or not. 97, is she of legal age? Uh, 97. 97. Oh, that's close. Right on the <laughs> edge. I think I'm safe. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that in. All right, listeners, um, but, uh, uh, do, do with that as you wish. But uh, All right, we'll move on. <laughs> So um, I think uh, we're all in agreement. We'll probably check that one out. Yeah, definitely, man. It's I'm I'm sure it'll be pop culture phenomenon, and we're gonna go see it for the podcast. Yeah, we have to. Uh, yeah, I won't want uh, to, but we'll have to. Yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, this one's slated for March 24th uh, next year, and I forgot to give a date for Get Out. Uh, that is February 24th. 
Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And moving on to our final trailer is uh, Marvel's Iron Fist. Now, did you uh, did you guys get a chance to watch uh, Luke Cage? I have not. I was actually wanting to finish Mr. Robot before I started it, so I'm like wide open to, to watch the first episode now. I haven't okay, finished it. I'm um, like two or three episodes in. Going through both seasons of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and I am one more episode from being done with Luke Cage. They, as far as Marvel and the next Netflix shows, they could put out whatever. I think they're just hitting home runs left and right. Right. Oh yeah. Every everything they've put out has been really quality. I'm I'm impressed so far. And this one looks each each show is like a completely different tone, but yeah. at the same time they all come like together. Mm-hmm. And this one looks like like a martial arts, you know, kick ass show that I am ready to see. Nice. And uh, yeah. it stars uh, Finn Jones as Iron Fist. Uh, a lot of Game of Thrones uh, fans will recognize him. Uh, who did who he play in Game, Game of Game Thrones? Um, okay, um, I'm really bad with the names, even though I've seen every episode. Um, mm-hmm. Who just played? Uh, okay, the, the the chick that played the queen that just okay. got uh-huh. spo- spoiler alert uh, <laughs> got blown up. Cer- Cersei blew up everybody. Oh right. yeah, yeah. The one that played her son's uh, wife. Oh, now hold on. Uh, are you are you caught up, Phil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Okay. Oh my 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 fault. No 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 uh, no. We're we're totally all caught, caught up. Okay. Uh, okay. She she uh he, Finn Jones uh played her brother. Okay, mm-hmm. the the ah, the gay yeah, Loris, they, they were making uh, sir, repent stuff. Sir Lor- Sir Loris, the 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 Knight of the Flowers. Yes, and he would always present a rose to one of the the ladies in the audience after he completed a sword fight, and of course they would all swoon and think, "Oh, he wants me." <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> well, wanted, every other scene that they show him, and he's laying in bed with another dude. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, this is uh this is Iron Fist right here. Oh wow. <laughs> Interesting of, choice. Okay. Well And of course uh we have Rosario Dawson returning. So she's she's the connecting dots between all of them. Yes. She I I love Rosario Dawson. You know Dude, um, she can do no wrong. Yeah. Um how do you, how did you guys feel about this trailer? I'm excited, cool. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. what can you say, right? Right, Phil? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, you know, Iron Fist is not one of the bigger Marvel characters, but uh, I I think he fits in with that Luke Cage Daredevil group, and uh, right. I, I think it'll be cool. I'm, you know, Netflix hadn't done anything to steer me wrong so far, and uh, I'm loving the Marvel stuff out of there. So I, I'll definitely watch it. All right, cool. So you guys ready to move on? Yeah, real quick, um, that's going to debut on Netflix uh, March 17th. And now, it's time for Horror Headlines, brought to you by Brian. Take it away, Brian. Yeah, we um, part of my cool of the week was uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, the season season 2 just came out. Um, it's already renewed for a third season. Now, um, quick question for you guys. Do you, how long do you think this show can go on before it kind of gets stale? Forever. <laughs> oh man I'll watch um, this show 24-7 <laughs> I mean it depends on how well they do at reinventing themselves you know I mean they're they're bringing Lee Majors in this season and changing a few other things so 
you know, I mean, as long as they keep it fresh and 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 kind of do some resets every season and introduce new characters, I don't see why it can't go on for you know five or six seasons, right? Easily, yeah. the, the episodes are only thirty minutes long. It's basically a horror sitcom. I mean, The Big Bang Theory's been on forever. Mm-hmm. Why can't this one? Yeah, my my fear is I, I've seen shows where I really love them, and then the last couple seasons were just horrible. Mm-hmm. Like a recent show that that just ended was a. Uh, I was a big fan of Banshee. Okay. And oh, that final it. that final four season was confusing and upsetting at times. Basically, it, it didn't feel that it didn't have that tone that Banshee has set in the in the early seasons. Mm. They just kind of I felt like they didn't know what to do, how to end the show. That's my fear. I wasn't even well, sure if, when I first heard about Ash versus Evil Dead as a show. I didn't. I thought it was going to be a one season, one off type of deal. Which I mean, so far they're proving me wrong, but I was just thinking, you know, how long can this go? I think as as long as, like you were saying, if they don't try to get too complicated with it, that's the downfall of a lot of shows, man. Because they start out with that good formula where you don't necessarily have to have seen another episode to watch this one. Uh, now, I mean, Ash versus the Evil Dead's not exactly like that, but. I think as as long as they keep it light, tight, and bright, and uh, and try not to to go too over the top with the plot, and just keep it horror comedy, mm-hmm. then they should be all right. It's it's when they veer off the beaten path that they're going to have problems. Right, you're talking about the like a jump the shark moment. As long, long as we avoid that, we 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 should be on for a while, huh? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, before we move on to our next news thing, I just want to squeeze in. Uh, little Evil Dead uh, bonus news. Um, on the 25th, they're going to be releasing the unrated version of the, the remake on digital download. Okay. Oh, the and newer one? Ha- yeah, it's going to have uh, extra footage in it that they had to cut out for rating restrictions. Mm-hmm. I was so, a fan every- of that one, man. I'll totally yeah. watch that. So uh, October 25th, everybody check that out. That was the uh, Fede Alvarez film, right? Yes, sir. So, do you know, uh, Brian? By any chance, you heard like what what scenes they're adding, or uh, are they expanding um, I, on any, or have you heard any I anything at all? There's some more uh, story that involves the character Mia, a little bit more gore, and uh, I, I think they were, they said there was a different ending. There was more to the ending than mm-hmm. uh, originally. And then there was some, uh, from what I remember, when I watched the trailer before the movie had came out. There was some scenes that wasn't in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, those are being put back in the movie. Cool. All right. But as far as, far as I know, it's uh, only a digital download. An extended tree rape scene. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just wanted to get that in there before we move on to our next, which is things that make you go mm. <laughs> Punisher on Netflix. Punisher. Is there we filming go. as we're speaking, and it is awesome. confirmed cool. to come out in 2017. And these come out like tomorrow. I love the whole Punisher thing, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see when they'll release this because um, before the news came out, I guess they were had already been filming. It's supposed to come out a lot later, right? Yeah, but I think the everybody loves what John Bernthal did with that character. I think they're yeah. getting it out as uh, soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that dude's cool, man. That the character is awesome. Uh, they could not have done it any better. And also in the Marvel Netflix news, Sigourney Weaver has been cast as the villain in the the Defender series. Do you know uh, what character she's playing? Uh, it hasn't been released yet, but okay. um, uh, that's that's another actress. I, I don't think I've seen a lot where I didn't like like her in it. Zool. And, and I kind of. I kind of liked her as the as somewhat of a villain in Cabin in the Woods, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what she does with a villain role in a, in a whole series. And I, I think you know, as far as uh, big casting, that, that's a big that's a big get for them. Our final news is um, the Suspiria remake has been in development for years, and it finally is getting going because it has casted. Tilda Swinton, Dakota Johnson, Mia Goth, and Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. It's a good um, cast. Yeah. Um, it's a good cast for a remake to a movie that I don't care about. You know, people can get mad, but Suspiria is <laughs> I I don't care for it. Right. You don't you don't hold it uh, as a sacred cow as some do, huh? No, and then when they said they were remaking it and the remake had problems, right. you know, getting gone, I didn't care. But um, I like Chloe Grace Moretz. You know, I really like Tilda Swinton. Right. Um, don't know who Mia Goth is. And Dakota Johnson, you know, whatever. Fifty Shades, man. But, <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, they're trying she's, to get that audience. She's cool, though. I like that chick. Yeah, she so, kind of has um, an interesting, interesting look to her. You know? Yeah. Well, she did like a she did some little sitcom thing before Fifty Shades, and she was really funny in it. Yeah, yeah. Suspiria's not exactly a comedy, but <laughs> <laughs> not a, not a feel you good know, movie, huh? Yeah, with with this cast, I, I'll yeah, I've changed my mind a little bit about checking out the remake. Which uh, production? Uh, they're actually uh, starting production this month, so we'll probably be getting this movie sooner than uh, everybody thought the remake was. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people. Fans or not, probably didn't think the remake was happening. Well, I don't think this is going to be a huge release or anything, though. I, I'd be a little surprised if it went any more than straight to DVD. I don't know, man. It, the, sure, it sure is pissing a lot of people off. Yeah, and I, I think they might they might try to push it as a wide release. I mean, with mm-hmm. Chloe Grace Moretz and Dakota well, Johnson. Well, yeah, I guess it's got some big-name actors in it, so maybe... But I, I think the best casting out of all that is uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. And uh, that ends our news segment. We have a, uh, a new iTunes review. Right. Real 44 gave us a five-star rating. And uh, he went on to say, love the back and forth with this group and the unique way of choosing an older and newer horror movie to review. If you love horror, check them out. Appreciate that, Aliel. That's awesome. Fantastic. Uh, thanks Thank to everyone who reaches out to us. Uh, we love the feedback, and as always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com, and we love to hear from everybody. And now it's time to discuss this week's featured attractions. This week, we celebrate the Don Coscarelli Phantasm franchise by exploring the world of the tall man with Phantasm and also the new Phantasm Ravager. As always, we'll start with trivia. Uh, so the original film, Phantasm, is what we're going to discuss first. This was a 1979 film. 
Director and writer, Don Coscarelli. Also known for Bubba Hotep, John Dies at the End, and The Beastmaster. You guys remember that one? Yes. I, I love Beastmaster as a kid. Oh, yeah. It's a fan it's, of John Dies at the End, man. That's a kick-ass movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and and I like Bubba Hotep, <laughs> and I think yeah. I think we I think I don't we know all, if I've ever seen that one, fans. but yeah. Oh yeah, oh, it's, seen it's that a that's a funny that's a funny <laughs> movie. I just uh, like Bruce. saying the name Bubba Hotep. <laughs> hey man, Bruce, Bruce Campbell is Elvis. You can't go wrong. Well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Don Cuscarelli rented all of the filming equipment used to make this movie. Always on Fridays, so he could use it all weekend and return it on Mondays. All the while only actually having to pay one day's rental. The title was changed to The Never Dead for Australian audiences, so as not to confuse it with the popular Aussie sex comedy World of Sexual Fantasy from 1976, Uh-oh. which was also known as Phantasma. Uh, oh. <laughs> that could have been bad. Ain't- Angus Scram was renowned for being very approachable and happy to discuss the films in all the decades since taking the role. And uh, I can attest to that because I met him at a Fangoria convention about 20 years ago. Yeah, definitely one of the one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, so we're going to uh, talk about the 1979 classic, Phantasm. Brian, had you seen this one before uh, now or was this your first watch? Um, I had seen the first, the original entire series uh, one time before. This is actually my second go around. It, it's a, I would I would say it's up there as uh, as a classic. The tall man and the never knew exactly what exactly you can call them. The spears, the orbs. Mm-hmm. You know the those ball, are those yeah. are cla- Yeah, those are those are classic. And it's a it's a very trippy movie because. It's yeah, a lot a of bit. weird, weird shit going on. Also, the way the movie ends and then the, it goes into the to the rest of the series, you you don't know what is really real and what is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the most part, you know, I kind of like it until we get to a, a, a later movie in the series that we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I hold this movie high. Mm-hmm. It's probably probably the best one out of the series, in my opinion. Yeah, and you just re, re uh, rewatched every single one of them, right? Yes. The story, I think, for the most part, I mean, it is confusing sometimes, but I think mm-hmm. they do their best to to keep the story going throughout the series. Right. Like I said, there there's moments where you don't know, like there's certain certain scenes where it it might be a dream. You don't know if it's an actual actual dream or the real thing happening. But, um, jump from one scene to the other without any sort of rhyme or reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah. for the most, and then you know, I like I like Reggie as a character, the ice yeah. cream man. You know, and you know he gets pretty badass throughout the series. Very very uh, very horny guy. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, they're they're basically you know. These towns are, you know, people are disappearing from these towns that, you know, they're going from town to town. Mm-hmm. And this guy, every time he sees a female, like, that's immediately where his mind goes. <laughs> he he hones right in, huh? Well, yeah. But um, well, back do. to the original, you know, I like I said, I hold it up there as a, as a classic. Classic villain. Definitely classic villain. Classic 
kind of a classic movie. I I had never uh, actually watched it, but uh, like I knew of all the characters and and the little orbs and all that. Yeah, t- taking a look at it, I thought it was kind of a definitely disjointed at times, but it's got a classic horror feel to it. It was fun to watch. Yeah, I think as a horror fan, even if you haven't seen it, you recognize the tall man and the yeah, the definitely balls. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of like iconic scenes in this movie. So when you guys say it was uh, disjointed, uh, do you guys feel maybe that that was done by design? That uh, Coscarelli did that on purpose to kind of keep you a little bit off balance? Uh, or he could have been on a whole lot of drugs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that's that's a given. <laughs> yeah, I would say. yeah, because now now that it works differently, <laughs> right? Yeah, now that now that you brought up he he made movies like John Dies at the End. Sure, you yeah. Know, he he might have been doing a lot because that movie in itself is is a trip. Yeah, that movie is kind of a trip, man. It's fun. I will watch. I will say I will say this about uh, about Phantasm. Um, I mean, you guys are right. It's definitely, a, yeah, it's a modern classic. There's no doubt, and the, the, all the imagery is so iconic now to anybody yeah. who's a, a horror fan. It, it, and in a way, I, I kind of think that the acting is so horrible in parts that it's almost charming. Uh, did you guys get that impression <laughs> that it actually that actually almost adds to the the charm of the of the film? I, yeah. I would say I would say some some actors, you know that. The actor that played uh, what is his name, Mike? Right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't care for him. No, he was See, kind of a well. Man. Too too bad because you're stuck with him for a lot of movies, man. It was just uh, it except was a, number two. It was a different era of of movie, you know. I mean, the acting I think was just a little more over the top back then, right? Than it is now. Sure. And, uh, and that's man, they they were on top of that. Over the top stuff, <laughs> and, then, and then there was a few scenes with with him and the actor that played Jody. Uh-huh. I was a little the big, the big brother. Yeah, were were they having visions or were they just sitting there staring off into nothing? Because there was times um, in the movie where I wasn't sure if they were seeing something happening, right? Or if they were just sitting there in a chair staring at nothing. I was, those those scenes were a little confusing to me. It, it's possible that, that were a little confusing to me. <laughs> it, it's po- it's possible that that was uh, that that was something Coscarelli put in there to um, you know let you interpret the way you want to interpret it. You know, I yeah. mean, I really firm I, I firmly believe that he knew what he was doing when he made this movie, and I, I think his vision um, was such that he didn't want to you know just put a paint by numbers type you know, murder mystery out there or something like that, or a monster movie. Um, I think he was really going for something different here. And I, I think he hit the mark on this one because the, uh, the whole dreamlike ethereal nature of it. And, you know, Brian, Brian, you can speak better to this than us. Cause you've seen the other ones, but, um, like for example, when, um, toward the end here, when, when Reggie gets stabbed, and uh, you know they're all talking about him dying and everything, and yet he shows up in all the other movies. How did, how did they pull that one off, Brian? Uh, apparently, Mike was this was a dream that Mike had. Well, there you go. So a dream and, within a dream, right? Yeah, the, and the second one starts out, I believe, Reggie's telling him that you know that it was a dream, 
mm-hmm. and then he's explaining to him Jody Jody died in a car wreck. And then when you get into older Mike, who is this? The number two is the only movie that the actor that played Mike, the original Mike, is not in. In a, in other words, uh, Baldwin wasn't the actor in that one. It was somebody else, huh? Yeah, he's basically been in some sort of uh, hospital, mental mm-hmm. hospital, if I can remember. But Makes he sense. still have he still has these dreams and visions of like the tall man and everything, and eventually, you know the tall man comes after him right and you know we get into why the tall man wants him and like i said throughout the series you know reggie turns into a more of a badass than he was in the uh original movie it it kind of works that way if it's disjointed because then you're not really sure i mean that's kind of how dreams are and that way you're not really sure if it's a dream or not Mm -hmm. the whole thing because i mean even you know, towards the end of the movie, they kind of lead you to believe that it's all a dream, and then, you know, it all comes crashing down. Yeah, because you you kind of don't know, like, with the character Jody, you know, he apparently gets put into one of the orbs, one of the balls. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually helps him throughout the series. Like I said, um, it gets a little confusing at times because there's a few scenes where somebody's waking up and and you're kind of like okay was majority of movie I was watching not real and, yeah um, I just kind of wonder how like the director and the writer and stuff keep up with the story because it seems crazy <laughs> for the first four though the one thing I could say is really cool is mm-hmm. there is flashback scenes to the original one and I always wondered did they film scenes knowing that this was going to be a series because there there will be a scene where it 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 fits in so well with the current movie mm-hmm. that it's actually kind of crazy like there uh, i can't remember now there was a scene basically like young jody from the first one is hearing uh older jody or older uh, reggie like kind of in his head or something interesting yeah, and it and it fit that they they put it together so well mm-hmm. that you know I always wondered did they when they originally started this movie did they know it was going to go this far? Well, no, man. It, one of the things I was going to talk about later was uh, that I, I think it's kind of cool that they used the same people and the same characters in all of these movies. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't seen all of them. I've just seen the first one and the last one, but. It's definitely an ongoing plot, you know. So if you're if you're really into the first one, man, keep watching them all the way through. It seems like a progressive story. Yeah. So you're saying that uh, Coscarelli's not afraid to keep using the same talent over and over again. We we don't know why uh, Baldwin wasn't in the second movie, but other than that, um, you know, all three of these guys have been in every every other film. Correct, Brian? Yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's a that's a good that's... sign, you know, that he really cares about the people he works with and I'm sure these guys had a real tight working relationship and I'm sure they, you know, still do to this day. Yeah. Pretty cool. I don't know. You don't, I you don't that, see I that, that was you don't crazy. see that too much anymore. You don't <laughs> see that hardly ever. Yeah, especially on low budget stuff like this, you know? Yeah, definitely. So what what did you guys think about the um finger? Like when the uh he he was able to cut off the tall man's uh, finger when he was sticking his hand through that door 
mausoleum door oh, trying yeah. to get trying to get to uh Mike and then he put it in that box. Um <laughs> that was some that was some trippy stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Trippy is a good way to describe it. <laughs> Especially when it turned into that uh some sort of bug or something. Yeah, right, and it flew out and it started attacking. Yeah. What do you guys think? What's 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 y'all's I want to hear everybody's uh phantasm theory at the at the end of the day what what is this all about is it aliens is it an acid trip is it a dream within a dream is it just fucked up shit brian i mean brian what what's your what's your theory about all this you've you've seen all of them so you probably better than us are more equipped to answer that question i i always kind of felt like this was just a dream i don't know who's having it but this is I don't know. Something just tells me like this, none of this is even happening. Mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, I, one day I might kind of go through the series one more time because I feel like every time I watch it, I kind of get something different out of it without going into the, the to the newer movie before we get to it. Um, this might just all be a dream. <laughs> this might be all somebody's wow. just fucked up Maybe. dream that they're having. But no, uh, that's what they lead you to believe a couple of times. What's that, Phil? That's what they lead you to believe a couple of times, that maybe it was just a dream. And, but then they always yank you right back out of it. I think that it's, uh, I, I think that they're trying to, to delve into that world of alternate universes mm-hmm. or alternate dimensions. Right. That's, it's kind of a time travel territory where there are some rules that you should probably adhere to to keep it even though it, you know it turns into a sci-fi thing it's it's definitely fantasy but you got to have some science behind it too you know right so there has to be some sort of real theory and i think that they go kind of so far off the ledge that it's hard to hard to grasp well i think it could be all of the above um but i think at the end of the day my my personal theory is and and, and the, the uh having just rewatched this and not having seen the original film in you know probably at least 20 years i was getting some of the same feelings that i had back then which was that this is basically uh aliens and the tall man is is some sort of an alien and this is all from off planet and uh i believe that they would take different species of different planets and capture them and shrink them down and turn them into you know some sort of slaves where they all kind of look like jawas running around yeah. And, they, oh. Uh, yeah, and I, and, I, they, and I think the tall man was was probably um, from a different planet, and he came here to uh, en- enslave us as well. Um, and I think the dream part of it, my explanation of all that, is that uh, that's something that they kind of put into uh, Michael's brain. And I think that this whole the whole series of movies is from his perspective. And I think they're basically just fucking with him because I think they have the technology to go in there and basically kind of scramble all of his memories and scramble what he thinks is real and what's waking and what's sleeping and just sort of mix it all together into a mishmash. Um, But I think something's really going on, and I think it's aliens. I thought that was a weird choice of minions, the the little little midget guys. Yeah, they look like Jawas from Star Wars, right? Yeah, and so, so... but their their explanation behind it is that they take the dead people and compress them down. Right. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It was kind of crazy. Also fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah, super <laughs> fucked up. 
I was like, this is your, but they're, they're kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys think about the, uh, the blonde that, uh, the tall man would turn into, uh, to kind of seduce the different guys? Like, um, the whole movie started with, with, uh, you know, the blonde chick that was basically the tall man, I guess, uh, contorting yeah. himself to look like that, seducing that, the brother of Michael. That's creepy. Yeah. Like their friend that they that got killed in the very beginning of the movie that they had the funeral for, mm-hmm. he was basically banging the tall man. <laughs> and that's weird. And then he turned him into a midget. Yes. <laughs> Which back to the midget thing. Uh, did you guys find it weird that people would recognize their friends and family like that? Because they all kind of look similar to me. Right. As soon as they would see their face, they would like, oh my gosh, what happened to such and such? Am I, you really recognize your friend like that? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that was a, that was a movie stretch. There's a lot of little stretches in this movie. Uh, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but back to the blonde, that was, uh, that was kind of, that was super creepy to me. Right. How she would be <laughs> on top of somebody and then next, next minute you look up, it's the tall man. Yeah, stabbing you. <laughs> yes. That's a... All right. Well. All right, so you guys ready for ratings? Yep. All right, Brian. Good. Uh you get the honors first, my friend. You you deserve you deserve to go first cuz you've sat through every single one of these. Um, oh, yes. Original uh, Phantasm. We're not we're not talking about any of the others. Just okay, judging so. this one on its own merit. Yes, Here. I will reserve my judging just for the original and I think they had a really good story. This movie for horror fans is a classic. There's uh, iconic characters in it, and I will give it a seven. Nice, nice. What about you, Phil? Uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six point five. I think that uh, hmm. it's definitely got some classic characters, but it was a little so far out there with the with the storyline and everything that it, it doesn't always make a lot of sense. But, you know, still, if you've never seen it, it's definitely worth a watch. I'll buy that, man. Um, I, uh, like Brian, will also give it a 7. I do consider this uh, film part of my uh, canon of horror films growing up. I remember watching it when I was really, really young. It may not necessarily be the most linear and the most easily explainable movie but it's definitely one of the trippiest and one of the freakiest so just for that alone i I will give this one a seven it's different oh yeah for sure man you know you gotta you gotta judge it for what it is right yeah so moving on to uh the newer film which is phantasm ravager uh director (laughs) what was that brian (laughs) oh let's uh, i'm sorry all we need to hear (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry Jesus, that my emotions man. come out okay. director uh, director was David Hartman primarily known for multiple animated television shows uh, and it was written by David Hartman with Don Cascarelli uh, the first Phantasm film in 17 years and the last film before this one was 1998's Phantasm for Oblivion according to the book Phantasm Exhumed Filming on Phantasm Ravager first began in late 2008, where it was originally envisioned as a spinoff web series about the Reggie character. 
This webisode footage was eventually expanded upon with new footage that featured appearances by main cast members to become feature length. Okay. That's uh, why Reggie looks so much older sometimes. Makes a lot of sense when you think of that, yeah. doesn't it, guys? It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> a mock-up DVD with the title Phantasm Ravager appears next to a television in uh, Coscarelli's earlier film John Dies at the End. I have to go back and check that out. I don't, I don't remember that. Uh, and this was, unfortunately and sadly, uh, Angus Grimm's uh, final film. So again, uh, Brian... Since you're the trooper <laughs> who uh, who went through who went through all five of these, uh, can we get your thoughts first? Yeah, fuck this movie. This movie <laughs> is one of the biggest pieces of shit I've seen. I think this is an insult to what the series was, and. I don't really have much to say unless we're going to spoil it. So I will let you guys uh, take over from here and give us uh, your opinion. But this movie was horrible. It was horrendous. It was... I didn't understand anything that was going on. (laughs) I didn't either, man. I was so confused. Hold on. I was like, man, this makes even less sense than the original. And... (laughs) And it looks like the footage is straight out of the 80s. Like, I know they said part of it was shot in 2008. But I'm not... With, like, a fucking GoPro or what? Because <laughs> it's not not great film quality. Uh, I was... I guess it makes sense that this is Angus Graham's last movie because I was thinking the whole time, I was like, wow, how is this guy still alive? He's got to be like 90-something, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, he's been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, I, it makes it it makes it even sadder that this was his last movie. Yeah, this was this was his swan song. Huh? What, a, what a way to go out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he still plays the tall man pretty well, I think, but... Uh, I, the 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 movie's just it's full of cheese. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's really really B movie, man. It's um, unless you are a big Phantasm fan, don't don't mess with this. More more cheese I more promise. cheese than a more cheese than a deli, huh? I'm telling you, man. This is like you gotta you gotta really be diehard to watch this movie. Because if you are not a Phantasm fan, I'm telling you, you're going to want that couple of hours of your life. <laughs> wow. You guys are fucking brutal. <laughs> Guess what? I agree with you both wholeheartedly, man. Um, what a horrible, horrible way for poor Angus Grimm to go, to go out. I mean, this thing was a piece of shit from start to finish. I mean... Uh, graphics that made a sci-fi channel original movie, you know, kind of look like it was up for Oscar for best visual yeah, effects, you know? Exactly. There's, there, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Look like just superimposed. Like, it makes Sharknado look real. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I didn't understand it. It's like they had the original program on a computer to make CGI graphics, and they just never updated their program. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Let me let me put it to you this way. They must have been using the same software that I was using the last two weeks when we haven't been able to pull this fucking podcast off because of all the audio <laughs> problems. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Um man, it's just I mean, is there anything else we need to say, guys, before we move on to spoilers? I mean, really. I think- I think we give our ratings and just go to spoilers. Yeah, let's do it, man. So, Brian, what's your rating, man? A two. Nothing more to say. I, I, I mean, I give it two because <laughs> of anger scrim, and you know, yeah. like I said, like like Philip said, mm-hmm. they had the original cast. And yeah, I did think that was cool. It, it, it's it's one of the few series that they've had the same people on the movie forever. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't realize that until I watched Phantasm Ravager, and I was like, "Wait, these are the same characters that were in the very first movie, and they're just older, right?" <laughs> oh yeah, much. So older. I thought it was I thought that was a cool concept, man. And yeah. I mean, for that gotta, alone, gotta give, gotta give him props for that, right? Yeah, for that alone, I'm gonna give him uh, I, I'll say a three and a half. I think nice. that, wow. you know, wow. wow. I know, right? Wow, that was that was a big rating for that one. I think that it's <laughs> if if you if you're, I mean, if you're hung on every last word of the Phantasm series, you're gonna watch it anyway. And what we're saying is not gonna make any difference. But uh, yeah, again, if you if you're not a big Phantasm fan, don't waste your time on this one. Fair enough, man. Um, I'm I'm giving it uh, I'm giving it giving it a number consistent with Brian again, which is two. And um, you know, I mean, it's yeah, all, all, all kidding aside. I know we've we've had a lot of you know fun here at the expense of the of, of the film and everything. And I, you know what? Hats off to Cascarelli for cobbling something together and you know taking something that's that he's been working on for eight years and finally at least putting something forward for you know, the memory of Angus Graham, if nothing else. Um, you know, so my hat's off for that. And, you know, I I paid money to to rent this on iTunes and I don't regret it. You know, I mean I'm 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 glad to contribute my part toward the legacy that is Phantasm. Honestly here, he really could have put a little bit better effort on this, I think, particularly having to do with the um I mean the visual effects were just appalling. And yeah. you know when you've got scenes out there where where you know Reggie's driving around in his in his car in the desert and you've got these spheres chasing him that look like they're quite literally just something superimposed on top of kind of like 1970s or 1980s type of special effects, uh, mm-hmm. but worse because it's all CGI, which you know mm-hmm. is the cheap way out. Shame on you, Cuscarelli. Shame on you, man. You should have you should have given us a, a better product, you know. And if that meant you had to pull somebody else in that was a little bit better at uh, at CGI effects or something to to polish it up, then you know you sh- you should have spent a few bucks on that. Come on, but yeah. you know, I mean, if again, you're gonna I mean, do it, do it right. Yeah, and I don't and I don't regret watching it. And it it, it is cool that he did stay with his you know his same actors and you know that. You know, kudos for that and, and and all, but uh, yeah, this was this was this was a travesty, a real real piece of trash. And anybody listening, I would say if you you know if you if you feel like you want to contribute some money, you know, just in the spirit of the original Phantasm film and the good feelings it gave you, then go for it. 
but really this is one you probably should avoid. I mean, you you really don't need to watch this film, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, you, you guys ready for spoilers? Yeah, I just want to say congratulations, Phantasm Ravenger. You, you are our officially fastest reviewed movie ever. Uh, <laughs> all right. There you have it. That's because we've done it twice. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, you're breaking the breaking the uh, third third wall there, right? I know, right? Our fourth wall. What what's what's the saying, Brian? I don't know what it is when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> it might be fourth wall. I guess so. Yeah. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking. All right. Warned. So uh, you now have our reviews for Phantasm Ravager. Um, if you are still listening, that means you're ready for some spoilers. So we are going to oblige. And uh, we do have quite a bit to talk about here, I'm sure, that uh, you know we didn't want to get into for those, those uh, poor, unfortunate souls who still you know, swear they're going to watch the movie <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I'm pretty but, sure if anybody's uh, going to watch Phantasm Ravager, they've already done it. Hey, why don't we talk about the <laughs> shitty, the shitty ass uh, uh, midget? <laughs> why, why was there a midget that they were battling with here? I mean, that, that's that's the main thing that blew me away. He wasn't in any of the other movies, was he, Brian? Not that I know of. What, what was his name? Chuck. The was good it guy? Chuck? Yeah, the guy that uh, blew himself up. Oh, oh, I know, right? Yeah, let's strap a bunch of grenades to our chest, and then I'm going to come out missing a hand. Yeah. (laughs) Chuck Chuck does not die at the end, huh? So wait, so he he wasn't in the other movies? Not that I've seen. Oh, wow. Okay, I figured they just picked him up from, like, the last movie or something. No, he was just kind of, I don't know, it was weird, like, when, throughout the movie, from when he came into the movie, it was like he'd been in the series or something. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, yeah it was. It made no never, sense at all. Yeah, I've never seen him. That's weird. <laughs> really bizarre. But at the the after the mid credit scene with uh, Rocky, the right? chick, she yeah. she came in, I believe, number three. And I will and I will give a quick shout out to uh, to that character because she had shown up in one of the other films, right, Brian? Yeah, and she is. Uh, Another chick, uh, Reggie tried to bang. It didn't work out. And what a shocker! She actually, yeah, she actually she actually uh, survived. To right. Here in another movie, and uh, a lot of chicks that Reggie tries to bang uh, doesn't live. So. Um, I want to I want to get into this horrible CGI shit. I hate the digital blood. Right. The, yeah. Uh, what was another? Um, they weren't even firing their guns. I don't understand. Uh, how cheap did they go with this movie? <laughs> Put some blanks in it or something. Yeah, uh, it's, they, it's pathetic, man. Yeah, like the the when they had the machine guns, the the little burst coming out of the uh, out of the barrels was uh, you can tell it was clearly added in with CGI. Right. And it, I don't know. And we've and we've seen that before, you know, like with the Expendables movies and stuff like that. Yeah, but not that bad though. I mean, maybe maybe Expendables three, but <laughs> but I, I don't rough know. stuff, huh? Yeah, this they cut so many corners in this movie. What were they yeah, thinking? That's that sounds like what it is. They were just cutting corners, and then mm-hmm. you know what kind of irritated me that this is obviously Angus's last movie, right? And uh, 
and they still kind of left it open like there was going to be another one. Yeah, what the fuck was up with that ending? Yeah, that kind of irritated me. That was stupid, man. Made no sense. In the goddamn series, okay? (laughs) You're not coming out with another one. There's no more Tall Man. Yeah, and I don't, th- I don't think Reggie's gonna make it because he looked pretty old. He looked rough. Yeah. Huh? He he may not he did be, look pretty old. He may not be alive for another movie, huh? But only in like half the scenes because the other half of the scenes were from ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I tell you what, there was a pretty, there was a pretty hot redhead in it, and uh, true to form, Reggie was trying to fuck her, wasn't he? Yes, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> Dude, she could be like your granddaughter. You got to stop. <laughs> Reggie does not care. But you kind of feel bad for Reggie because it, it never happens. Right. Yeah. You, know, and you just, you know, five movies, you just kind of like, you know, just just, just let him get some somewhere, you know. <laughs> right. Re- Reggie's best friend is his right hand, isn't it? But a- another callback to the original was uh, the blonde, the blonde lady. Uh-huh. That that they brought her back, the original actress. Was it the same oh, was actress? It? I was I thought it yeah, was a I, different one. I believe it was the same actress. That's no cool. kidding. Okay. You know, the, a little things here and there are cool just because of the, you know, it's phantasm. But sure, they just really fucked this movie up. Yeah, and I it, mean, and aside it, from the familiarity of the characters and stuff that they brought in, it was it was. Like, had, had it not been a Phantasm movie, if it was just some random horror movie, it would be total trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, guys, what was up with the uh, with the scenes where it was the giant uh, balls that were actually shooting lasers into buildings and, like, cutting skyscrapers in half? And, I mean, was that supposed to be, like, the end of the world or what? I, I'm assuming that was eventually what was going to happen. I think he was seeing... I don't know. Tall man was taken <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, well, worldwide invasion. So that could go back to my alien theory. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Or he could just be having a fucked up dream. Yeah. That dimension has taken over this dimension. <laughs> well, that's yeah. why there was that one scene where there was like 50 tall man guys all lined up in a row, and it was... Oh like he's, yeah, he's never gonna die. Yeah, that was very interesting. That that was quite a, a twist on it. Like, um, were they being bred to go and and uh, try to take over different planets or what? What did no, you guys get that out of that? Tall, that was a tall man from each dimension. From and each dimension. Just, yeah, there's just a, an unlimited number of dimensions out there. Wow. And, uh, apparently, the tall man is the only one that can jump between them, aside from Mike and Reggie. Interesting. Well, I will uh, I will give them a little bit of credit on this one in that they at least had a scene there where they tried to explain it a little bit when uh, when Mike was talking to Reggie about all the, you know, there's other dimensions than this one and there's other realities than this one. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, at least they tried. They gave it a shot. You know what I mean? They tried to explain That's- it. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, not, not enough, not enough to pull me in on this one. That's about all I got. I was kind of wondering how far this spoiler was going to go. I was like, this movie doesn't yeah. really make a whole lot of sense. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot we can spoil. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. No no specific scenes that, that jump out. I mean, I think we've covered everything, and we've gone to the length that we shoot for on these things. So we'll wrap it up here. 
As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns. And follow us on Twitter at at horror underscore returns. You can find us on Podbean at thehorrorreturns.podbean.com and look for us on iTunes. Uh, Folks, if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us so we can get those numbers up and continue to bring you guys bigger and better stuff. Next week, we will be reviewing The Accountant, as well as the classic 1988 film Midnight Run. So, until the horror returns again... Good night.